This is Ken Barron with the National Association of Black and White Men Together. The podcast today is entitled George Floyd After a Year in Two Cities. One year ago, George Floyd was murdered by a police officer in Minneapolis and the streets of American cities filled with protesters demanding an end to police killings in the largest mass movement for civil rights in a generation. Thousands of people gathered in West Hollywood on the West Coast and downtown Los Angeles in June to demonstrate against the killing of George. In Los Angeles, where the unrest that gripped the city for days evoked memories of 1992, when the city erupted in chaos after the acquittal of four officers in the beating of Rodney King. It is useful to note there was a crucial difference between 1992 and 2020. After King, the unrest tore through the south central of Los Angeles, the heart of the black community, leaving dozens dead and stores and buildings ablaze. After Floyd's killing, the protests in Los Angeles were mainly in the whiter and richer west side. That was intentional. Patrice Cullors, a co-founder of the Black Lives Matter and a lifelong resident of Los Angeles, said last year, she described it as part of an effort to bring the voices of black disenfranchisement to the communities that she said needed to hear them. With the streets filled and activists calling not for reform but to defund police budgets and steer money towards social services, local leaders and voters seem to embrace the spirit of the movement. Mayor Eric Garcia agreed to cut $150 million from the police budget, while voters elected a new district attorney, George Gascon, who promised to prosecute cops and send fewer people to prison. As recently as December, the city faced a budget crunch as well, as the racial justice movement was considering laying off almost a 1,000 police officers according to the Los Angeles Times. Now, as the nation observes the anniversary of Floyd's murder, it's a much different story. L.A., like many big cities, is awash in new guns and continuing violence. Last year, there were 305 homicides, up 36% from the prior year, and the highest level in more than a decade. The number of guns that are out there are just astonishing, said Chief Michael Moore of the LAPD in an interview. And instead of cutting the police budget, the city council recently approved an increase and the department is about to start hiring more officers. Garcesi recently said, if you want to abolish the police, you're talking to the wrong mayor. To contain the surge in gun violence, the LAPD is leaning on some of its old habits, having recently deployed an elite unit to South LA to stop vehicles for traffic violations in the search of guns and men with warrants. It's a tactic the department sharply curtailed in recent years after an LA Times investigation revealed sharp racial inequalities in the practice. Murders increased by 36% last year in L.A., according to Ryan Young's for the New York Times. Chief Moore said, Much of the gun violence was gang-related, and he also blamed the despair and dislocation 
of the pandemic, which has closed schools and parks and limited the work of gang peacemakers. Pandemic-related delays in trials and the district attorney's policy of largely eliminating cash bail have also put more criminals on the street. When those guns arrests are not going to court for months, there's a sense that zero bail, court trials being deferred, delayed. There's no sense of there's a lack of consequences, the chief said. Just like the King beating, the murder of Floyd galvanized a generation of activists. Some who were drawn to community organizing in 1992 were still working the streets of LA today, working alongside the police and trying to tamp down gang violence. But unlike uh, today's new activists who talk about abolition and defunding police budgets, Leon Gullett and other older activists believe in uh, participating and partnering with the police. Quote, he said, we can't operate without the police. Gallette started working for Community Build, which does gang interventions work in South LA, as it's known now, in 1992. Lex Stepping, who runs a group called Dignity and Power Now, which advocates for police and police reform, said, quote, more police doesn't mean less gun violence. It just means more police. The rising gun violence is nowhere near the levels of the 1990s, thank God, when in some years more than a thousand people were killed in LA. The LAPD has changed drastically from the days when Daryl Gates led the department and officers routinely profiled black citizens and used battering rams to knock down suspected drug houses. As younger activists in LA take stock of their wins and setbacks over the last year, they say that the biggest change may be the number of people who have been awakened to issues around the police and race, including the money communities that uh, is spent on law enforcement. Quote, one of the big takeaways around uprising and attention to the movement for black lives is there is more attention on public budgets, said Yvette L.A., an organizer with dignity and power now. And she went on to say, quote, people know how much communities are spending on police and incarceration. You can't unknow that. That's from the New York Times, May 25th, 2021. This is Ken Barron thanking you for listening once again to our podcast. You can find all of these podcasts on our site at abwmt.org or on wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Facebook and we're also on Twitter and Instagram. Again, thank you for listening.